Bring us in, Joey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Flip the Record. Episode, I don't know. These episodes are all fucked up in, in the order. So, 34. This would be 34. 34. And we are doing part two of Three Days Grace today. So, I guess the way you'll hear this last week, we did part one. And then this week, we'll do part two. Broke it up by lead singer. Um, we mentioned last week after Transit of Venus, uh, Adam Gontier left, kind of started doing his own stuff. And then they bring in Matt Walst from My Darkest Day on the mic. And they got three albums since then. Um, quickly, before we get into it, you got anything you want to get off your chest? Anything to talk about? <laughs> no. I uh, No, I, I don't have any. I'm not. That wasn't a leading question. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just want to quickly mention, I... I had a moment. I I reached for glory and I fell just short yesterday. Iowa football is truly the most putrid, horrible shit I've ever seen. And it got so bad yesterday that at halftime, the over under in a 0 0 game, the over under was 14 and a half. That's so gross. I took it. What, the, what was the final score? It's uh, 10 to 7. Oh, nice. But Northwestern scored a touchdown with like no time left to give, to push it to overtime. And yeah, I was just fucked. But God, if I had hit the under 14 and a half framed mantle place, I mean, <laughs> dude, it would have been an all timer. Yeah, that's so gross. So gross. So gross. Uh, But yeah, anyways. Yeah. So let's get into it. Human comes out in 2015. So human opens with human race. Yeah, and uh, before we get into the songs here, I just I just want to have like a quick talk about the new sound, right? Right. I don't. Hmm, I I think the the meat and potatoes are still there. It's it's the skeleton of of the old Three Days Grace. I think they're starting to try some other stuff too, though. Like, there's a little bit more of this. On a couple tracks, you'll hear like these. It's not so like crunchy and hard rocky as usual. You'll still get that. Every chorus is the same. Yeah. That's the one thing about this band. Every chorus sounds the same. The choruses are always the best part of the, or usually the best part of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's very typical Three Days Grace. But I think there's a few tracks here. And this first track, Human Race, is a good example of it where they're trying like different things. So they're get, they got this like Human Race is a good example. They got this like spacey intro. Yeah, it's kind of like a trippy, a little bit slower kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. There's some ballads throughout that are a little bit different. There's even like there's a couple tracks that don't even really feature guitar uh, in the next few albums um, that are interesting. Um, and I, I just again, I, I like the meat and potatoes. I and and another thing, Matt Walsh's voice, well, it's good. It's it's no Gontier. No, um, that's very apparent. Yeah, it strikes you right away. Uh, he's definitely got a more of an airy kind of like buzzy voice, rattly voice, um, and and he can still he can still grit through it. You know, the the angry songs he can still rip away. But it's just not quite as full. Yeah, I think the angrier songs shine a little bit more. There's definitely a couple songs throughout these three albums where I was like, "Damn, this song would, this song would be better with Adam's voice." I mean, most of them would. Um, where I do think he shines, and, and oddly enough, is the songs that are a little bit slower and quieter. So like ballads or like sad tracks, I think his voice gets a chance to shine. He's got a little bit more range, and 
like the just the the intonations and everything it's it's a little bit nicer i think on those and then i think his voice also shines on the most recent album explosions where there's a couple of just like tracks where he's so angry yeah and like his you, you like you're like wow like you just feel the anger with every 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 word and i'll talk about it when we get there but something about that album they did a little something a little bit different with his vocal effects i don't know what it is um but i'll talk about it when we get there because it does sound a little bit different than okay. the other two um that all being said i think that's maybe a good place to go human um yeah yeah so it opens with human race like you've already kind of mentioned it's it's uh sound has like a spacey kind of trippy kind of sound to it yeah it opens with like kind of like a hovering synth and like the the whole band singing together, but you know Matt uh, prominently featured, um, and, and then kicks into a very typical Three Days Grace kind of track. Um, low, lower range, but not quite as gritty and angry. Kind of gritty and angry, but not like super, super gritty angry. Um, loud, kind of, um, you know, breaks off like thick, heavy verses. Um, chorus is right back to where we started, so the opener turns into the choruses. Uh, again, where it spaces out, which is strange. It's a strange uh, ordering, right? Like the typical Three Days Grace is maybe mid, mid-high energy into like a hot, super high energy chorus. This is the opposite of that. Um, and so I think that's an interesting choice to make that the first track to kind of like flip your expectations on its head a little bit. Um, overall, though, this song is kind of nice. Yeah, I like it. And I have quotes from different members of the band for pretty much every song on this album on what it means to them. So I'm just going to read those instead sure. of going into the lyrics. Sure. So guitarist Barry Stock said on this one, I think it's pretty much about trying to find your place. Often we'll ask ourselves, where do I fit in here? I find this song has a lot to do with that. It's that sentiment of, I feel like running the rat race sometimes. Where is my place? I think we all have that inner confusion. Where am I going? What am I doing? What do we think about the guitarist Barry Stock? Because I like the sound, right? I like, like, there's a lot of songs where it's just very audibly pleasing, but the composition is not wildly complex at all. Like, you, you don't get a lot of, like, super up-tempo tracks. You don't get a lot of tracks where Barry gets to, like, flex on guitar too much. Now, you know, this track in particular, Human Race, it's a little bit different. There is this, like, cool kind of 80s rock solo towards the end, um, but there's not a lot of tracks where he get, really gets to flex. You got any opinions on that? I, I think it fits the mold of the band like that's not what they're going for okay like I, I to me at least it doesn't sound like i guess i don't know it just wouldn't make as much sense if they're ripping off like these crazy guitar solos every song because it's i guess with three, three days of grace their song structure is pretty consistent throughout right like you know chunky heavy chords picks up in the chorus yeah, and yeah. they really let you know the vocals go in the chorus yeah, and then yeah. the verses are pretty standard they don't do a lot of like oh we're gonna do this interlude and let a guitar solo rip yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no that's true um, I, I will say though, kind of in, in that same note, I feel like the, the guitar, well, the, the musical composition, the composition is nice, but the, there's no, like, they're not like going after it feels like a little bit. Whereas like one X, right? You look at some of the songs on one X, there's some really interesting mu musical shit in there. It feels like a lot of tracks in these next three albums just got kind of, you know, down, not downplayed, but like. There's just something missing. It's not like there's no X factor. That's fair. I, um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I think Three Days Grace, even with Matt as opposed to Adam, they still sound sounds the same. It's if you're a fan, like you'll probably still be a fan of, of the new stuff. So I think uh, I, I guess that's a fair point. 
Yeah. Anyways. All right. Um, they follow that up with I. This this is what should have been the first track on the album, Painkiller. Uh, this song is very hard, heavy. Fuck you, Three Days Grace. High energy, mid tempo. Uh, Matt's voice here is strange. It's it's angry and kind of menacing, but also like songs like this. You think back to Adam, and it's like Adam's got this kind of like grovelly low voice. Adam's voice is more in a mid mid high kind of pitch. Um, I I think Matt's voice is perfect for this song. Like I think this is one where this would sound this sounds better with. I don't think this would sound as good with Adam. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that some, but it's just it, it's it stuck out to me here. Just thinking about it, um, thick, buzzy electric guitars, pounding drums. Um, Matt is yelling his face off throughout this whole track. It's really, really nice work. Catchy chorus, nice track. Yeah, so definitely one of the standouts from the album in terms of streams and just for me personally. The drummer Neil Sanderson said on this song, this song is about how everybody is addicted to something. It's written from the perspective of the vice that you need to be addicted to it. The love of the drug. It's the villain who taunts you into wanting more. And, uh, I mean, that's it's pretty evident in the lyrics that that's kind of what it's about. Yeah, it's, it's I a, can be your painkiller. Yeah. Love, or love me when it's all over, da-da-da. Yeah, this is a, a really cool song. Yeah, I love it. After Painkiller is Fallen Angel, which is another good song. I, I like this one. These are the type of tracks I was talking about that I think Matt flexes his voice a little bit. And so I guess we're in a little bit of a disagreement there. But I think, we're you know, the, the songs that are slightly quieter that allow him to shine a little bit more, I think those are the tracks that he does the best work on. Because you can get all, you can get all the little bits. You know, when it's him just yelling him fa- his face off, it's it's good. But I think it's better on tracks like this. So this one, mid-high tempo, or mid-tempo, mid to mid-high energy. Uh, guitar cadence is a little slower, but it's constant. Um, you get this, like, strained kind of lover vibe through the vocals and through the music on this track. Um, and the vocals are mostly in this, like, high level but low range. Um, this is another one. I just feel like it, I don't know if it has an X factor. Maybe that chorus is, is, an, is an X factor for some people. I just I didn't feel it there. Um, good, not great. Yeah, so the X Factor in this song is the lyrics. So this song is based off of drummer Neil Sanderson's childhood memories of witnessing his mother's grief over losing her husband and one of her sons. And Neil said on the song, it's probably the most personal song I've been a part of writing. Uh, the guys were really supportive for me to dig deep into a dark time in my life. I was just a young boy. I lost my dad and brother in the same year. It was only as an adult that I realized the gravity of the situation. And some of the lyrics in the song are... Late at night, I could hear the crying. I hear it all trying to fall asleep. When all the love around you is dying, how did you stay so strong? How did you hide it for all? How did you hide it all for so long? So, and then the chorus: A fallen angel in the dark. Never thought you'd fall so far. Fallen angel, close your eyes. I won't let you fall tonight. Yeah, and he's really sweet with it there in that chorus. Yeah, so I just I think this one, the X Factor, is just it's this is one of the mo- more personal songs that you'll get from the band. Yeah, nice songwriting so, here. Yeah, hundred percent. Follows that up with Landmine. And this is very much just a track you'll hear on any any Three Days Grace album. It, it's a deeper cut. And I don't know. It's very typical of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, high energy, mid-high tempo, low-tuned everything, thick, menacing, pow- powerful music. Um, Matt's vocals, I think, do really, really nice work on this track, which is strange, but really nice work here. Yeah, they speed it up in the chorus. Yeah, 100%. He's even got this like reverby mic thing for the verses. Then like it le- they bring him back to like the full sounding mic on the choruses, which is good. I always think that's a cool move. Like it sets a bit of a tone of like anger and like 
danger even. Um, the guitar, again, this is another one. I wish the guitars were slightly more complex, but still sound good. Uh, this is a good deep cut. Yeah, I really like the chorus on this one. And Matt Walsh said on this one, Landmine is about everything building up and building up and feeling like you're just going to snap at some point. Seems like people are like that. Sometimes I like that. I'm like that. I'll let things get to me and get to me. So lyrically, uh, pretty average. Yeah, three days it's grace a, track. a very typical track. But I think the vocal work is really good on this. Yeah, totally agree. Up next is Tell Me Why, which I think this one falls off a little bit from the last couple tracks. This one is pretty typical three days grace for me, at least. Tell Me Why. Um, hmm. I don't like it as much as the first four or five tracks. Really? Yeah. I'm debating whether I think this is the best song on the album. Oh. Um, my note is that it's the best song on the album, but I'm debating it in my head right now. Um, let me think about that. But anyways, mid-tempo, mid-low, mid-low to high energy. There's these bit like the verses are very fairly low, and then the, the choruses really just ramp it up to 11. Uh, Matt really gritting out these lines in the chorus, the low grovelly voice. Um, guitars low and churning, complex drum patterns, um, cool like stripped down bridge. Um, chorus is catchy as hell. I really like this song. Okay. Brad Wall said on this one, it's about something you love being taken away from you. We have a friend who's going through some tough times. It's about that. So, and then Matt added to that. It seems like everything starts off good, but love deteriorates at a certain point. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you like it a little bit more. There's nothing gotcha. wrong with that. Gotcha. After that is I Am Machine, which this along with Painkiller would be the two tracks that received the most streams and popularity from the album. Yeah, they were certainly the radio hits, right? Um, this is another one that it's very much in Three Days Grace's bag, let's the, call it. And can I say, too, this is a, a great one for the workout playlist. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, it's it's not crazy anything tempo, but the energy top to bottom here just kills it. Even the open, they give you that like kind of build up open, and uh, like that's one thing that they do on a bunch of songs that's really cool, where they just let uh, what's his nuts Barry just kind of like lead you in with this odd like menacing guitar, and then the whole band crashes in with energy. That's mm -hmm. a really nice bit they do. Um, Pissed off sound the whole way through. Thick, heavy again. Same kind of stuff. Nothing like crazy, crazy here. But it's exactly what you would expect from a Three Days Grace hit song. Um, I like it. Yeah, so Neil Sanderson said on this one, sonically we wanted to create a machine-like sound in parts of the song. Um, and then on the meaning, Neil said, lyrically the song is about how sometimes you feel like you're in, in an endless routine and cannot escape. You begin to feel numb to the world around you. And, you know, I am a machine. I never sleep. I keep my eyes wide open. Uh, I'll give you five bucks if you can guess where the inspiration for. Uh, there's a movie that inspired this song. A movie that inspired this song? Yeah. Um, I am robot. <laughs> we were inspired by the images from the opening scene of Tim Burton's Edward Scissorhands. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah but yeah no this is definitely a great one a must-have on the workout playlist and totally definitely agree. one of the handful of songs to check out from this album if you're only gonna listen to a few totally agree after that is so what um my note on this one was it was good when i 
was high and listened to it, but it's a trap. It is a trap. Um, wait, what? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I got people bugging me right now. Uh, You're good. I don't know. This is an interesting track to me because it's like mid-high tempo, high energy. Um, this is the this is the chant like tour track of this album. Um, it opens with with Matt just kind of like chant along in a kind of a mid level, um, and then breaks in, and then you get that same chant from the beginning in the choruses at a much higher level, um, with the whole band like supporting background vocals, saying you know following along with his uh, lyrics. Um, guitar tuned up a little bit higher than the usual and pretty in sync with the bass which is a nice mix so you get that crunchy low heavy bass mixed with this like mid-level kind of uh buzzy guitar it's kind of a cool bit um again fist pumper head banger angry vibe through the chorus gets the people going i think this track fucking rocks yeah no i mean i, I know it was it's good but it might be a trap uh <laughs> Yikes. But uh, Matt Wall said on this one, it celebrates being different and being out of control. And yeah. I you know in the chorus, so what if I'm crazy than crazy? So what if I'm sicker than sick? Which is the chorus is cool on this yeah, one. Yeah. After that is Car Crash, which this one for me is definitely not as good as some of the other songs on the album. God, we're just going to fucking fight to the death about this album because I like <laughs> this one a lot too. Oh, really? Um, this is more anthem maybe. Oh, oh go ahead. Um. You know, this one starts fairly slow, fairly low. Uh, you know, guitar just kind of plucking away. You don't get that buzzy bass underneath. Um, and Matt kind of in a lower range. Even the first chorus is fairly, like, sad and dejected. And then after that first chorus, the drums and the bass pick up a little bit. And kind of just builds and builds and builds until the very end where they're screaming their faces off, crunching away again. Um, and then just finishes off the track with a couple notes and, like, exit stage left you know why i'm not a fan of this one and if you're following along with your bingo board this would be one that you could cross off it's a song where it uses metaphors a car is a metaphor for like the whole song yeah i mean it's uh, i don't know I don't, <laughs> Ze zeppelin did that I, it was cheesy uh who john party i think did or somebody else that we covered in the last month or two did it and it was, I, I always think it's cheesy like okay i don't know the, using a, a car or car crash or whatever, any part of a car, car parts is a metaphor for a song. It's just like, it just comes off as cheesy to me. There's a, there's a line in this track uh, where he goes, I I'm caught in the headlights, the red lights. And he's talking about a woman, right? He's talking about a woman through this whole track about how, like, she's trouble for him, but he just can't, like, he can't stop. Yeah, her. you're addicted to someone that you know is bad for you. And uh, it, it, the... The line caught in the headlights, the red lights, is a funny bit, c considering, like, headlights is a euphemism for boobs. <laughs> and so, like, the idea is, like, nope, no, 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 the red lights, the red lights. I don't know. It just made me chuckle thinking about it. No, that's funny. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That probably is not the intended meaning of it, but it just, it struck me here. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Still, <laughs> still funny. Anyways, uh, I really like that track. I know, uh, whatever. Um, yeah. Good yeah. Track. So after that is nothing's fair in love and war, which is about the struggles of relationships. And the band said it explains a lot of the hardships that happen behind closed doors and kind of the stuff that nobody sees in relationships. Yeah. Um, this track, this track, mid tempo, mid high energy. Uh, again, this is a fairly simple track musically here. You just get that typical low crunchy sound through most of it. Um, Mac got this like determined grovelly vocals to it. Uh, mostly high level, kind of mid range. 
Um, this is just a good one for me. Yeah, I, I think it's good. The I like the the vocal works great on this track. I think the guitar is kind of cool. It's got this like almost trippy, dreamy kind of vibe to it. So I, I like this one. Yeah. After that is one too many. So this song the band said is about insatiable greed. Yep, I totally totally got that vibe listening through this one. Uh, mid tempo, mid to mid high energy. Um, Matt doing his thing in the verses where like the voice is quieter and menacing and then builds up the tension a little bit, rips off very typical angry yelling choruses. Um, guitars low tune, just kind of churning along. Um, something about this one just didn't do it for me. Yeah, it was. I, I think it was decent. There's a guitar riff in here that I really like though. It almost sounded like it should be like a in like a, a a car racing like video game like that should be like part of the soundtrack. I, I know what you're talking about. Just take out the vocals, let that play over and over and over. Yeah, again. when you're when you're turning turning on lap number ninety nine, you know. Blue shell. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, uh, yeah. So lyrically, concept wise, I didn't like the song as much, but I did yeah. like I did really like that guitar riff. Yeah, I feel like these last three tracks, let's say, are just kind of toss ons. Yeah, and the next one, which is The End Is Not The Answer, my note on this was, this is essentially Never Too Late Part 2, but not nearly as good as Never Too Late. Not nearly. This is mid-tempo, mid-high energy. There's just nothing special about this track. It's very, like, generic. Composition's choppy. It's it's tough to get into. Like, the way the way he, like, his Matt's flow on the mic is awkward. Um, the chorus is horrible. It's, yeah. it's an anti-suicide track, but, yeah, it's just... Whereas, like, Never Too Late, I would put in, like, the S tier of, like, anti-suicide songs. This yeah. is definitely a couple rungs down on the ladder. Yeah, it's just not – it's not it. Yeah. Uh, there's another one in a later um, album that I think is much, much better, too. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Explosions? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and then we close out this album with The Real You. Um, yeah. This is kind of like a heavy hard rock ballad. Um, another one that I think is a bit experimental for them. Um, sad, slow piano mixed with these like thick, buzzy chords, occasional drum hits. Um, this is one I noted again. I think Matt's voice works here uh, because he's getting that spotlight a little bit, mixing the sweetness with the bitterness. Um, you know, he's uh, Brad's got or not Brad. Uh, Barry's got this cool like strutting solo at the end. Um, the song just kind of like trails off with piano and these like odd distorted computer noises. Um, it's a nice track, but I don't know. So I, this is where I disagree with you a little bit. I wish his voice was a little bit softer. I'm like, I, I know what you're saying. There's a couple of songs. I think there's one on explosions. There might be one on the next album where it's like a softer ballad. And he, like, he does let his voice get like softer. And I feel like his voice was like almost too raspy for this one. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah, we're on the same page here. Um, and he does have, like you mentioned, he does have the softer sweetness in him. Uh, but yeah, I think he's trying maybe trying to just figure things out here. Like I look at this album a lot. Like I look at a band's first album, mm. like you're restarting a little bit, um, which is not the case always when a band gets a new singer in the mix. Like we mentioned last week with three or with blink and with Van Halen, like True. it was a different sound, but it, it just kind of kept like humming along, you know, um, this, however, I, I feel like is a, a, fairly resetting album yeah i'll even throw into another one hollywood and dead after their second album taking out um deuce for uh danny 
Like I feel like that was another seamless transition. Although it's a little bit different because there's more. Yeah, band there's a lot more singing, in there. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. But he does all the courses. So. Right, right, yeah, yeah. It's definitely different. I'd have to, I'd have to go back and listen to them. It's been a long time. So, and we'll do them eventually. Some point. So yeah, um, that closes yeah. out Human. That's Human. Uh, good album, not great album. I like it. I, I think there's, there's definitely. There's I think a few the, tracks on there. I think the first half is a lot better than the second half of the album. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and yeah, there's definitely like a few tracks that are worth adding to the workout playlist or just your regular playlist. What's crazy is I feel like as we go along in time, the albums here are going to get worse and worse. We'll talk about it at the end, too. But I, I think Outsider is slightly worse. And then I think Explosions is slightly worse. Mm, I'm going to disagree with you. I think Explosions is a little, a little bit better than Outsider, maybe. Oh, we're going to have some discussions here today. But let- <laughs> All right. 2018 Outsider. Um I, I want to mention too, like they had some cool album covers when for the first four. Uh, these album covers all suck. Yeah, humans suck. This one is just like arrows on a red screen. It sucks. Explosions is it, basic as hell. It sucks. It looks like it was AI generated. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. They, they man. sat down with ChatGPT and said, <laughs> "Generate a, an album cover for the title." Album title: Explosions. Give me <laughs> album cover. Well, hundred percent brutal. Anyways, um. Yeah, this album, I think they've kind of, like, found their sound. Like I said, it was a little bit more experimental on the last album. I think they know what's going to work now with this album. Um, that being said, I'm not – I don't think it all works, but – Sometimes it does. Yeah, it, much like the last album, you're going to have a few tracks here that are really nice and a few tracks here that you're like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, and the first track on the album is one where it totally works. Totally agree. Right, left, wrong. This is a great opening track. It's got that energy. It's yes. got the yells. It's got the crunchy, heavy guitar. It's it's very meat and potatoes, Three Days Grace. Another must-add to the workout playlist. Totally agree. High energy, mid-tempo. Uh, got this, like, delayed kind of crashing intro. Um, verses have this cool bit where they, like, trade off between, like, no no instruments and Matt just singing. And then, they'll like, in the middle of lines, they'll all just barge in and fucking bla- yeah. blow it up. He goes like, so here I go, and then it yeah. kicks in. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, vocals are raw, ferocious for most of it. Uh, gets the people going at the show. Chorus, I could, I don't know. I, I don't like the the left, right, left, right, left, wrong bit. So I don't know. Like, it's a little bit cheesy, but it gets stuck in my head a lot. It's kind of catchy. I get what you're saying. I just, I'm not a huge fan of that lyric bit. Uh, still, really good track. Yeah, so this is about you know having a bad situation. You're trying to get out, and you don't know where you're going, but you know that you got to go. Yeah, and that's kind of where like the play on the left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah. But yeah, this is definitely one of the standouts from this album. Totally agree. And as well as the next song too, the mountain. Another one, I totally agree. I love this intro too, where they got this kind of like wobbly. It, it's like a key. It's keyboard. Um, and. And then Matt's just kind of singing on top of the keyboard, and you hear the bass start to, like, growl a little bit. Uh, but he's yelling away into this, like, echoey mic, and uh, that line that he opens with ends up being in the chorus. Um, and then they crush into it again. Um, determined, powerful vocals, ripping off great yells throughout. Drums get some shine throughout this track, moments where they can really, like, pop off. Um, again, get just heavy, typical Three Days Grace guitars. Love this sound here. Love the energy. This song rocks. Yeah, great one for the workout playlist. Uh, Mountains about waking up to your own reality and having no choice but to face your own circumstances for better or worse. That was from drummer Neil Sanderson. 
for some people that's striving to be the best and for other people that's just having the courage to wake up and put one foot in and what one foot in front of the other and stay out of rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. This is another another standout track. Totally agree. Third track. I'm an outsider. Kind of title track ish because it's Yeah, outsider, I am yeah. an outsider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's fine. Standard. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think this was anything too crazy. Mid tempo, mid high energy. Um bit higher tune, got this like positive, good vibe to it, but still good hard rock. Um I like the bit with the background vocals on the chorus. I think that adds some depth that sometimes Matt needs because he's got a little bit more of an airier voice. Um, yeah, it's a nice track. It's fine. Don't know how often I'd come back to it. After that is Infrared. This song fucking rocks, too. I, I would say at this point, we're three for four with bangers. Mm. Oh, you don't like this one? No, I'm not a big fan of this one. See, what I love is the opening riff, and then that riff gets used throughout. It's like this quick thick buzzy riff um mid to mid high energy mid high or mid high tempo on this one um but yeah that lick it's like echoey buzzy kind of like the solo thing um that really just like sets a great tone gets the band going gets the people going um mid-level verses mixed with like heavy ish choruses but you're gonna get matt yelling i just think the music is not as heavy as, as it possibly could be um super catchy well composed um there's this bit in the chorus where, like, you hear the guitar kind of uh, hitting some high notes in behind. The bass is fucking fantastic on this track. I, I love this one. Yeah, I'm not not a huge fan of this. This this one is about two people that kind of like they know each other so well. Like, yeah, it's like you can speak without speaking essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah you right. Know, like you right. know each other's cues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After that is nothing to lose but you, which I think this one is this one's decent probably one of the more emotional songs on outsider yeah uh, what we mentioned earlier the, the chorus is the, is the whole bit here for me um mid-tempo mid to mid-high energy uh kind of easy going ballad for most of the track but then it really picks up that energy and i think the you know the couple lines in the chorus are really powerful great yells from matt sweet vocal sections and throughout the verses determined strong lines in the chorus um i think the energy build up like cadence is great um this i think this one's nice really nice yeah i agree some of the lines take a step i will follow till the end of the earth through the best and the worst because you know all my secrets and all my demons and you keep them in check so like you said lyrically pretty good yeah, yeah, yeah totally next up starts to decline a little bit me against you yeah uh and i'll be honest i'm looking at my notes here this is kind of what i was talking about again with experimental shit I don't the rest of this album. I'm just like, what are we doing? Yeah, there's yeah, there's a couple songs on here. I mean, th yeah, this one, I, my note was could do better. Lyric self-explanatory. Yeah. So so me against you. I don't hate this track in particular, but I'm just looking at the list. I'm like, oh, boy, um, mid tempo, mid high energy the kick drum uh, that leads into the verses. I love that. Like when bands do that intro where it's just a kick drum and maybe a little bit of a guitar lick to get you going a little bit. That's a fantastic lead up, dude. Um, gives you like this, like fuck it vibe, it, it, which is perfect for them. Angry, high level vocals. Guitars are a little bit more sparse throughout, but still there. Um, bass adds this buzzy anger to it. I think this is a really good one too. Yeah. So after that is "Love Me or Leave Me," which another 
eh, song for me. It's just a simple song. Again, lyric self-explanatory. Asking someone if they will love you or leave you. Yeah, I don't like this one at all. This is one of the ones I was talking about where, like, the guitars really don't even come onto the page. And they got this, like, kind of, like, odd, ethereal, buzzy synth throughout and keyboard. And the vocals really never get above a mid-level. Drums, the drums aren't, it doesn't even sound like a drum kit. It sounds like computer drums. Um, I don't, I don't know what the hell they're trying to do here. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this one. No. After that is Strange Days. I think the chorus is all right on this song. The rest of the song is corny. Yeah. I Again, it feels like they're trying some stuff because they got this, like, buzzy synth that, like, plays on top of the guitar, uh, like, kind of obfuscates the sound. Uh, vocals are a bit lackluster for most of it. Um, you know, you get a very typical Three Days Grace chorus here, but... Uh, it's yeah. just like lyrically like i'm living in the strange days i'm living in a world that i don't know like yeah. when, are, when are you gonna jam to that yeah, when are no. you gonna put that on and be like oh yeah here we go this rocks brother yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. after that is villain i'm not which this is one of the couple songs that i saved off this album i do like this one yeah i don't know this one's fine for me uh, i just thought it was a very standard three days grace song uh, you got this soft, jangly verses building into a heavier, heavier yell chorus. Um, just fine for me. Yeah, someone on Genius left a annotation saying that the song could be a double entendre or entendre, um, where the song talks about you know like a, a relationship, but then it also could be Matt talking about fans who left when they made the the switch. The switch. Yeah. So I do like this song though. Musically, it's cool. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, song after that, Chasing the First Time. Um, another fairly simple track here. Mid-tempo, mid-high energy, super buzzy guitar and low vocals through the verses. Um, you know, the vocals kind of pick up a bit into this chorus, give you like this wishful, like hoping vibe to it. Um, again, fairly simple, but it's a good listen. Yeah, I like this one. This is also one of the ones I saved. The song is about addiction, uh, pretty evident from the lyrics, but yeah, it's a good song. After that is The New Reel. Which is another bleh song. Yeah, I don't know about this one either. Up tempo, high energy. The the riff in the verses is cool. Um, it's heavy, but also got this kind of fun, like uh, good energy vibe to it. Uh, vocals high level throughout. Lyrics kind of fun. They got this like odd, sarcastic, tongue in cheek cadence to it. Um, I don't know. The some of the lyrics on this, I just I don't like. Oh yeah, it's somebody. Yeah. Somebody special has a van sticker family. Somebody special took a trip last year. Somebody special special drives a Maserati. Everyone's just trying to be somebody. Obviously, that's not how he sings it, but yeah. So like that's the tongue in cheek bit I'm kind of talking about here. So right. So all that is is him uh, talking about these people, for lack of a better word, like just privileged people. Superficial. People. Yeah. Well, superficial, but also just like life's great. They got a good thing. Like they're yeah. in this position where like there's no real trouble that comes to them. Um, and obviously, that's not the case for these guys. Um, and so they're kind of just like making fun of those people a little bit. I would argue anyone that has a van sticker on like their car, I don't think that they're those people are living large. I think a lot of people have that van sticker that show the sticker With that the, shows the like stick the, children. Yeah, I like the Maserati. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but like that's like the sign. That's again, it's the superficial bit where like life's good. Look at look at my family. Ha ha ha. <laughs> um, and, and also like life's so good. I, I you know I got the white picket fence and the children and you know. It's very much like uh, like these people have no struggles in their life and fuck them. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't like this song. Yeah, I don't know about this yeah. one either. 
So album closes out with The Abyss, which for me is just all right. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of this one either. Uh, Mid-slow, mid-low to mid-high energy. Um, this one, Matt's like growling out these verses. Um, guitars are pow- less powerful than usual. Um, chorus is just missing some energy. You know, again, like we're, we're here for the choruses. I need a little bit more energy on this chorus. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a cool bridge with this, like unique, interesting guitar solo. I couldn't even really find words to describe it, so just check that out. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, songs about having social anxiety, but definitely very forgettable for me. Yeah. And that closes out Outsider. Yes, yeah, so not a great second project. Um, no. You know, first first two s- tracks off the album really good, and then I just yeah it started out with a bang, and it just feels like and they took some time between I think it was three years between albums. Yeah, fifteen two, to eighteen. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I just something's not clicking. Yeah. So third album with Matt as the lead singer comes out in twenty twenty two. Explosions. Yeah, and so this one is definitely more personal to them. There's a lot deeper tracks on this album, um, some slower stuff. Uh, but a also ballads. Yeah, a couple ballads. You're still going to get the very typical Three Days Grace sound on a few of the other tracks. Um, <laughs> you know, we talked last, or I guess on part two of the Zach Bryan episode about features that don't really get a feature. I don't know what Lucas Rossi or Apocalyptica do in any of these tracks. Dude, I didn't note that down, but I thought the same thing. I was like, what's the point? Yeah, like, yeah. It does, like, Lucas Rossi gets, like, a couple lines, um, and he sounds fairly similar to Matt Walst. Maybe the point is just to remind you that Matt is a better vocalist like, <laughs> and a better fit for the band. Like, Dude, I, there's yeah. some bands where it's like, like Three Days Grace, like featuring another male vocalist to do like the same type of sound as Three Days Grace. That's not why bother. Now, if you're gonna bring on a female vocalist and do some kind of a, a you know ballad or something, that might work. Well, and so that's I my my understanding, and I'm not a huge f- fan by any means, but I thought Apocalyptica has a. I'm pretty sure they have a lead woman singer. Oh, but she didn't get featured at all. I could be wrong, but uh, that's not the point. The point is, I don't know what either of these features do. Yeah. They're Z- just useless. <laughs> yeah, zero, zero adding. Like they add nothing to this song. Nothing. Um, but yeah. Anyways, like I was saying, th- this album, uh, again, it feels more personal to them. There's just some harder hitting tracks on this one for sure. Yeah, and off of that, it opens with so-called life, which is good. It's a great opener. It's heavy as fuck. His yeah. his voice is angry in the song. Oh yeah, I like that they went with the fastball to open again. Like, you know, we, we <laughs> straight down the middle. Well, yeah, it's straight down the middle. Ninety-five. Like, you know what you're getting with this band. This is it. It's good stuff. Um, you know, it's unlike Human Race, which I complained about earlier. I just like that they gave you what you like, what you're expecting off the first track. I'll give you $10 if you can guess where they started jamming to make the song. This one? Yeah. Um, well, they're from Canada, so I'm going to say, uh, I don't know, uh, Los Angeles. We started jamming, actually, besides beside Neil's pool, and it turned out to be really angry. They made this song by the pool. That's like, <laughs> the, the hell pool is like happy vibes yeah like, you know chilling like you're chilling it's a, it's a great day this is what you come up with by the pool dude those pool parties must fucking rock i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just must be angry all the time 
<laughs> this is what you come up with by the pool. Holy shit, man. That's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I, I got I laughed so hard when I read that. I mean, this is one of their probably one of the angriest songs in their whole catalog. Yeah, for sure. It's very, 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 very much. He, that way. He's like he's like just yelling, like, give me something to take the edge off, something to kick the night off, something to keep my mind off this so-called life. Yeah, right. Just questioning everything. Yeah. Fuck everything type feel to it. Yeah. Uh, great open. Not, I don't know. It's a good song. Great open. For sure. Yeah. Um, follows that up with I Am The Weapon. And I, I'm not a huge fan of this title right off the bat. Uh, it just, this feels cheesy to me. But anyways, <laughs> uh, mid-high tempo, high energy, heavy, bossy, angry sound again. Uh, verses are fairly typical sound. Uh, chorus has this like burst section where everybody plays stops a little bit everybody plays stops a little bit it's kind of i like that the, bit. the chorus is fire yeah I yeah love the totally. love it um he's also angry as fuck again on the song yeah i was gonna say he's raising his voice he, like the voice gets high into the chorus and then it somehow gets higher as the chorus goes along like he's getting angrier and angrier um really driving the point home about the vibe of this track it, it's a good one yeah so this is a song about the impact that outside forces can have on someone's life uh i really like this song too uh, again, uh, the core one of my favorite you know choruses with Matt as a lead singer, and this is another. I think they're two for two here. Yeah, totally. So after that, we get Neurotic, which this had one of the features that you mentioned. So this is uh, Lucas Rossi. The chorus is good on this song. The rest of it was just all right for me. Yeah, it's kind of a sadder vibe here. Mid tempo, uh, mid mid high energy. Um, you got adding like it's it's a very like typical three days grace ballad but now they got piano like on top of it a little bit um just slowly playing notes uh good energy i i don't know though i just yeah yeah so i'm with you where i don't think lucas added anything vocally but i did like some of his lyrics where he said on a one-way trip no way to get out of it am i dead or alive it's such a fine line such a fine line it's like the devil's inside it's like the devil's inside which i thought that was cool so I looked this guy up to see who the fuck he was because it's like, how does he end up on a Three Days Grace album? He won some kind of singing like TV show in Canada. Mm. And then he's been in like two or three bands, none of which I've ever heard of. Not a single song I'd ever heard of. I, like This guy's just a friend of the band. Um, and yeah, he's a, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. So the fourth track off this album is one of the standouts, one of their ballads, Lifetime. Yeah, I thought this one was really, really interesting. Mid-slow tempo, mid-energy. Um, yeah, this is the one that's kind of like, I don't know, it's setting a great vibe for this album because like, you had the, t the two really hard-hitting bangers at the beginning, pass on Neurotic, but this song, I, I think it, it's a great placement for this track. I think once you get the energy out there, you can start doing stuff like this at four on, or I guess, yeah, four on the album. Um, sad ballad guitars and synth are quieter pound, pounding like slow drums um, you got Matt just like he's sad and dejected and beat up on the mic um, you know choruses are a little bit uh, more energetic but it just comes together really well um, really accentuating the right bits and in, in the high energy moments of this track this is a really nice one and this is the one I was talking about uh, when we were talking about one of their other ballads on um, I think Outsider where his voice just wasn't as like, yeah, like yeah. this is what you it, need for like a ballad. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. sweeter, it's yeah. softer. Like this his voice works really well here. Uh the band dedicated this song to people who were victim of a tornado in uh Mayfield, Kentucky back in twenty twenty one. 
um, and some of the lyrics. You were the one that I wasn't supposed to lose. I thought I'd have you for my lifetime, have you for a lifetime. And again, I think this is a super, super relatable, super raw track. Totally agree. Yeah, this is this is one of the better tracks on this whole album. For sure. After that is A Scar is Born, which is all right. The name of the song is is cheesy. I think that... Yeah, it's that play on like A Star is Born. I think the chorus is pretty cheesy too. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, mid-tempo, mid to high energy. Guitar is low and thick, but with these like cool complex riffs and bits of distorted notes thrown here, here and there. Like think like 90s Green Day type deal. Um, the stuttering cadence in the chorus is kind of cool. High-pitched synth hovering throughout the choruses and even into other bits. A um, little fuller on the mic, and this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, where, like, I don't know what they did to his mic on this one, but he just sounds a little less airy on a lot of these tracks unless they're, like, you know, uh, intentionally doing it. Um, I kind of like this one musically. Yeah, musically it's fine. I, I think lyrically I just thought it was cheesy. Cause yeah. he, keeps singing and he keeps singing throughout the song. Like, he'll say a line or two, and then uh, your scar is born, or a scar is born um i don't know uh, yeah not for me yeah i hear you next up is souvenirs which is i didn't really Ugh. care for yeah not yeah. great um mid slow mid low energy verses are simple with this like slow kind of alarm sounding guitar i don't know how else to put that uh mellowed out drums vocals are echoey and low um i don't know just ugh. yeah lyrically it's like a ten thousand foot view of life Either that or they were high on like psychedelics when they wrote this one. Yeah, it's just weird all the way around, man. Yeah, definitely a skip. The next track is No Tomorrow, which is good. I mean, the music's like a kick in the dick. And there, there's some really cool riffs in the chorus. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really like this one either. Mid-tempo, oh, no? mid-high energy. It's got this like odd Adams Family kind of like bit throughout here with the guitar. Um, simple or pretty standard, normal, heavy bass throughout. Uh, simple drums. I didn't think Matt's vocals were anything to write home about on this track. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't strike me. Yeah, I think I like it a little bit more than you, but that's fine. Up next is Redemption, which is another slower song. Uh, I'll let you go, and then I've got a funny little tidbit on this. Yeah, I thought this was a really like powerful track here. Um, this is the one I was talking about earlier, where in terms of anti-suicide ballads, I think this one is much better. Um Mid-tempo, mid uh, mid-high energy, verses are buzzy and acoustic, uh, low drums. I think his voice is fantastic on this track. It's low, but it's it's pained. It's but it's also grateful. Like like I went through all this shit, and still you were here with me this whole time. Like thank you so much. Mm. Um, very typical chorus here, but it's powerful and thoughtful and and, and emotional. I, I I like this one a lot. I, I also like this one a lot. I think it's a little bit less anti-suicide, a little bit more just self-redemption, but mm. which can be taken in this. Gotcha, I mean, you gotcha. can take it either way. But uh, my little tidbit here was, I think the first verse, which I'll read in a second, could 100% be like a Jesus song. Oh, here we go. The first verse, he goes, I know sorry is not enough to erase all the pain from when I messed up. I'm not here to overturn my conviction. These eyes are on a road, the road to redemption. Well, it's only until you lose everything that you love that you're forced to choose. And there's nothing like a crash to get your attention to keep you on the straight, the road to redemption. If they slipped in like a Jesus chorus right after that, this could 100% be on the Christian <laughs> rock station. This is very God rock feel to it. I, and I, I, <laughs> I like the song. I'm just saying lyrically, it could they could transition into a, you know, a cover by Creed. 
<laughs> the Lord <laughs> is looking down on us. Oh yeah, I I hear it now. <laughs> oh man, where did you even get? Where did you even pull that? Just out of your ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's funny. All right. Uh, next track on this album, Champion. Um, I don't know. It's all right. Mid high tempo, mid high to high energy. Eh. Yeah. Opens with chanting section, breaks off this cool riff to get it going. Go ahead. This song is like it wants to be on your workout playlist, but it's too cheesy to make. Yeah, it, yeah, know? I'm with you. I was just about to say like it's catchy, but it's fairly cheesy. I was born to run. No waiting for the starting gun. There's no way I'm giving up because it's just not in my blood. Like, yeah, I have the heart of the champion. This song wants to be on there with Riot, Animal I Become, uh, The Mountain, but it's just it's just too cheesy. This is like, uh, you know, when like you're learning how to write a paper in like, I don't know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And they're like, all right, first you put this, then you put this, then you put this. And so the paper is very like, like computer like structured. Like in this paper, I'm going to tell you about this and that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This and that is this and that because this and that. <laughs> Therefore. That's why I think this is this. That's how this song feels. <laughs> totally, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Skip. The next track is Chain of Abuse, which is this is another one that's just mid. Yeah, I, I'll just give it a good. Um, mid-tempo, mid-high energy. Guitars are fairly typical here. Nothing too crazy. Um, drums are getting drowned out by the music for the most part. Uh, I thought the vocals here were really nice. Um you know, it feels like Matt's like kind of he he's been through the shit. Now he's like reaching out to the listener like, come on, I got you. Um, an element of sweetness. Again, I thought his vocal work was really nice here. Um, uh, it's good track. A hundred percent on. Yeah. Someone that is you, you've gone through a ton of stuff yourself and now you see it happening to someone else and you're just trying to reach out and, and offer them support. Yeah. So lyrically cool. And just all right for me. Gotcha. Up next is the second track off the album to have a feature someone to talk to featuring apocalyptica again i don't know what they're doing here uh especially on a track that's fairly like low and slow um and quieter it's a piano ballad for the most part you get these kind of electric chords um uh, quietly following along then like violin kind of pops in halfway through super super sad uh no yelling no anger just just a broken sound on the mic yeah there there's the song's about, you know, wanting someone to vent to. There's parts on the song where I almost thought Matt sounded a little bit like Chester Bennington. Yeah, I could totally see that. But more like uh, like Minutes to Midnight Chester. Yeah, I just, I don't know. There's a couple lines he's saying where I was like, oh, like, the, he almost sounds a little bit like Chester. Like, which he's is cool. got that same, like, he can't, he can't do the yells, but he's got that same kind of buzzy voice to it. Yes. And I know, so Matt Wallace, they're all from Ontario, uh, like, let's call it Greater Toronto Area. Um but, like, when I was thinking about how to describe his voice, I wanted to say, like, kind of California Rocky. Mm. And Chester, I think, is from California. Either that or Arizona, I think. One of the two. Um, so, yeah, that like that's a good comparison there, for sure. Yeah. So, Explosions, the album, closes with Explosions, the song, which, I, I don't know. I guess it's all right. What, what do you think? Yeah, I thought this was kind of a good way to close the album but as replay value and as a song alone um, yeah i just not great um mid-tempo mid mid-high mid energy not so buzzy guitar slow kind of jangly um drums fairly simple and slow band helps out with the the vocals and the chorus which is always a good sound for them um i, I do like the the guitar riff that like 
turns throughout the chorus. Uh, really nice work by Barry Stock. Um, Matt doing a great job dragging out the ends of lines, but overall, I, it just doesn't grab me. No, I'm with you on that. So that closes out Explosions. And, and let, do you have anything else before we get to? No. Cool. So let's start with top 10. I wanted to preface this actually with on Spotify when I take like the top 10 songs in terms of like popularity and streams. Sure. There are six off of one X, two off of uh, the first album, and then two uh, and then uh, Painkiller and I Am Machine off of nothing from Life Starts Now. No. Whoa. Which was I, I just thought it was it was crazy. But I also think it's a testament to how good one X is yeah. where you could put. I wouldn't fault you if your entire top 10 was, was all one X songs. Yeah, right. I know, man. It's crazy. It's so good. Such a great album. Um, but I did. I tried to mix it up with my list. I did so, too. OK, yeah. I'll, I'll go first if, if that's cool. Go. Yeah. So 10 to 1 here. I am the weapon. Right, left, wrong. I am machine. Uh, World so cold. I hate everything about you. And then this is where I get into the one X of Animal I Become, Time of Dying, Pain, Never Too Late. And then my favorite Three Days Grace song is actually Lost in You. Yeah. Okay. I I totally get that. It's it's not a very typical Three Days Grace song, but I think it's really, really good work, too. And I I appreciate having all that one X in the middle there or middle top. Let's call yeah. it top half. And for one X, like there was for three or four I of those know, songs, there was another one where I was like, oh, I'm either going to put in this one or this one. I know. I had a lot of deliberation about which one X songs to even put in here. Yeah. There's, 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 you could there, put any song in there. That's The problem is there's good tracks on all the other albums, too. So, like, you know, I could fill this up with one X, but then I'm, I'm neglecting a bunch of other really good songs. Yeah. Um, so I hear you, man. This is this was definitely a tough one for me. Um, ten to one for me. I'm going to start ten at Painkiller. Uh, nine, Time of Dying. Eight, Riot. Seven, Break. Uh, six, Tell Me Why. Five, Lost in You. Four, Over and Over. Three, I Hate Everything About You. Two, The Good Life. And one, Animal I Have Become. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. Um, concert set or albums or concert set list? Albums. Albums. Yeah. Let's do albums. Seven to one for me. Uh, Explosion is going to round out the bottom, uh, followed by Outsider. I don't think that's any real shock to anybody. Uh, Transit of Venus at five. Three Days Grace at four. Human at three. Um, Life Starts Now at two. And then One X at the top. Yeah. So let me just, I'm going to do a little swap right here. So for me, seven to one, I'm going to go. Outsider, Explosions, Transit of Venus, Self-Titled, Human. I actually like Human. I like that album a lot. Uh, and then Life Starts Now and then 1X. Yeah, so the only difference we had there was Outsider and Explosion, but that's the bottom two albums. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. So, you know. No, I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, all right. Concert set list. Oh, yeah. So we're opening the concert with Riot. What I the, love that. What better way to start a, a, a you know heavy rock concert than with a song called Riot? I have a very similar song in my choice. And then for the encore, I, I mean, there's so many different ways you go with the encore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have Right, Left, Wrong to open the encore. And then Never Too Late, so kind of a, a slower, more mm-hmm, serious song. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Animal I Become to end the encore. Okay, I like all of those. It, that's just like... I could take probably 20 songs, throw them in a hopper, and just pick a few, and I would end up with a, a very similarly great set list. For you know? sure. You get the lottery ball machine going. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly right. Um, what I do like for the opener and the encore opener is songs that have that section that Barry just opens uh, by himself. It's it's kind of okay. a quiet, buzzy, like 
tension builder. And so my open, uh, my opener for the concert is going to be Break. Uh, that was my original one, and I changed it to Riot. I like yeah. that. And then I'm opening the Encore with Painkiller, which has a similar type of open. Uh, really high energy. I'm just going balls to the walls here. Normally, I put that slower song at two. Fuck that. Riot at two. <laughs> um, and then I Hate Everything About You at the end. And what I do like about I Hate Everything About You at the end, and I, I was debating whether or not this should be like a, a let's call it, main set open or closer. Um, but I like that it has that section at the end where right before the last couple of lines, you can do all the bullshit. Again, that's, that's usually where I go with the encores for rock artists. Um, and then close it out with the hard hitting, crashing, like we're done. Have a good night. Yeah, no, I like that. I also think you could close with Riot too if you wanted to get everyone riled up before going to the parking lot. <sighs> that's a choice. Yeah, that that's, is a that's choice. What if Three Days Grace was playing uh, fucking Woodstock '99 at sun- yeah at Sunday, yeah, when, yeah, when uh, what's his nuts uh, asked them to like uh, what they did Fred with the Durst. Chili Peppers, like oh yeah yeah. 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 Like, hey, can you not do this? And then they just play Riot like play. four times in a row. <laughs> uh, Riot, eight-minute edition. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, <laughs> a interesting choice to close it. But anyways, yeah. All right. Um, so that's all we got for Three Days Grace this week. Coming up next week, we're doing the Struts, which is interesting. They got that new album out. Very excited. We're going to have Alex on for the Struts, then Lumineers, um, and we'll kind of go from there. Um Follow us on socials, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Flip the Record. Uh, like, review, subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Got anything else, Joey? Nope. Catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Let's go with some fucking bets. Ah.